Hey everybody, this is Richard from the Metal Cell Podcast. Uh, give a quick shout out first of all to our main sponsor, Rising Sons Brewery, the award-winning brewery in Cork. I don't know, did you come across it, lads, and you're down my neck of the woods? But uh, next time you are coming down, I'm telling everybody on the show that I'll bring you for a session. So nice. that sounds good for you. Fucking awesome. Yeah, well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, actually. So, look, let's let's talk about the Cork gig. Of course, uh, you planned it. So, myself and Timmy, your number one and number two fans around the country. Um, I don't know how <laughs> that fucking timing. happened. I'm still <clears throat> arguing with Border Troll over that, but look, fuck it. It is what it is, you know. Did you enjoy Cork? Yeah. Man, yeah, it was awesome. Cork was good, like, yeah, really good. It was intense, man. Small, small venue in the the crowd pretty much for every band was just going mental so yeah that's what you want like, didn't it yeah we weren't expecting them to be that crazy you know straight <laughs> off the bat even for the first band they were just intense and yeah. they kept it going the whole way through it was brilliant that's great man to hear but who was driving actually was it you freddie or uh yeah yeah, yeah. you were getting a bit freaked out over i suppose parking down cork is notorious anyway so i'm uh, Maybe so, you might just talk about... I was more the, freaked out about the driving. <laughs> <laughs> All one-way streets, and it's like, well, where am I going here? And, yeah. yeah. And then parking beside the, the venue, yeah, but then found that, you know, like, alongside the, that bay. You know, oh, we, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got, the, you got your gear out the whole lot, and then you need to park the van yeah, somewhere yeah. else, is it? Yeah, and then we, we just went to... But that was all on the loop for a bit. Okay, it was quite busy that day. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's probably yeah. one of the downsides of Cork. It's a lot of one way streets and stuff. Yeah. And did did you all stay down that night? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was your recommendation that uh, Sheila's hostel? Well, Sheila's, yeah. I was trying to remember. Yeah, that. yeah you didn't uh, trash it around like that and fuck no. me up. No, <laughs> it was. I mean, it was just a couple shit, of tens lying about, but nothing. <laughs> it was just yeah. an oven, like. For it being really cold outside, inside it was so warm. <laughs> yeah, so I complain like it was recommend any band playing down in court. Yeah, or like it was yeah, for, sure. for the price, you know, the yeah. price is good as well. Yeah, yeah. Then what we you're getting there too. We were able to book the room just for the four of us, right? Because you know, it's, it's a hostel, but we were you know like a four bedroom, four okay. bed bedroom. So yeah. it was cool. And what about with the gear and everything like that? So when the gig was finished, were you able to leave the gear there and collect it the next day, or did you have to offload? We just offloaded it all because the car parking was right beside, so okay. they were in the hostel, so we, we kept an eye on it. But they were, it was fine. Okay, that's yeah, good. To hear. Yeah, they're long enough. The the guys who run the event couldn't have been any better. You know, by the sign guy, everything. It just it was plain sailing. Yeah. Really good uh, venue, and the the organizers of it are real sound people. Like, yeah, shout out to Jim and yep. Relapse. Yeah, Relapse. Yeah, yeah, Karen. good job. That's great that you had a really good experience then, and that everything worked out okay. And nice to hear that from from my side of things that um, like bands can come down and like more or less uh, get accommodation, play the gig, and have no mishaps. Great to hear that. Definitely yeah. great. If we ever get the chance again. Yeah, and and have fantastic crowd show up for you as well, which yeah. is great as well. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It, was longest, it was the longest set ever. It's the first time I played in R as well. So. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Okay. It's actually the first time, 
First time headline as well. So nice. Yeah. That was nice for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. It's good to hear that. So congratulations then on winning the Metal Cell album of the year with Access Primordial. How do you feel about that? Stoked man. That's yeah. an absolute honor. Absolute everyone's just been going on about it the whole week. So really can't thank all you guys enough for that. That's that's a massive deal for us. Yeah. I know. Because we the, your podcast and the, the the support you give to every band and you know and then we got the you know the, that award from you it just means a lot for to us you know man it's great like because the competition lads this year was just fucking crazy like, uh, some great albums yeah. out there like, uh, yeah like the scene in general in 2022 you know in my own opinion it was just a joy to be involved in interviewing so many great bands and promoting as much as we could on the show it was just it never seemed that there was a week or two weeks go by when there was another release coming through be it a single an ep or an album or yeah. you're just looking at the calendar the whole time going jesus christ yeah. there's more and more dates <laughs> bands and um, being announced it was just a, a fantastic year like kind of made up for the shit for the last yeah. two previous yeah. years you know yeah I I think that was a lot to do with it as well you know everyone's just the sort of ideas put you know on the backlog and then there you go yeah. boom yeah. Everything yeah. Come. And even the amount of solo artists that released oh, this year amazing. was crazy yeah. just you know never mind the bands alone but that you were spoiled for choice the whole year you know yeah. we'll just maybe stick with the Irish scene in general was there any releases that you yourselves want to give shout outs that, that really impressed you or any bands maybe that you saw live or We'll start with Freddie and we'll we'll work our way around. Freddie. Um, like internationally? I no, really no no Irish, I'd say more so. Irish. Uh was, I heard that eternal he, eternal Hellcracks. Hellcracks. Yeah. Hellcracks. Yeah. I usually don't really listen to black metal that much. Mm. I give that one a listen. It's really, really groovy. Yeah. Yeah, really really enjoyed that uh, what else on make on makers or maker uh, yeah a single a couple singles or was it one single yeah and four north as yeah. well the ep mm. and uh hint you know they, they've been putting out yeah the, those three the singles and, so far man they were great and yeah. i was just i love that kind of progressive groove that yeah. they have and you know it's shout out dean and the lads <laughs> Oh, yeah, 2023 of... is, is better for Ian and you know yeah. everybody's rooting for them they got a really nice shout out by two or three bands as well at the Crypt which was nice to see yeah like... Well, it's like really good stuff you know really interesting stuff they're doing something slightly different so yeah I, I love I love all of that stuff like I mean and yeah. as you said yourself they're doing again some a different slant on yeah and um, what about you, Neil? Any particular releases or any bands you saw over the year that stick out from the Irish metal scene? Um, I'm probably just going to be born and say, for me, the album was probably Strangle Wars. Yeah, fair enough. You know, just just so well done yeah. and produced. You know, and like when you see them live as well, it's oh, it's exactly like you hear it. Immense. You know, it's, immense, there's. Yeah zero mistake like it's if you ever seen a band that had a clean set 
all the time consistently. It's they do it so well. But I would say maybe the watch live actually really enjoyed Zealot Cult. Mm. They came up to Belfast. They were really great live. I really yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like they had they had a few issues when they came up. Um I think their guitarists uh uh string broke at one point. <laughs> I think their bass players fucking you know, it was just it was just one of them gigs, but the they just recovered from it really well and just they still had just like an amazing live setup, you know. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed watching those guys. Yeah. That's another intense experience seeing Zealot Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh well I'll have to follow up with what the other two guys are saying just with Strangle Wire. Just that mm. album back to front was just fucking awesome for me. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm. You know, the the drumming especially because of me being a drummer is just yeah what i look for on albums yeah. and that was amazing yeah. mm-hmm. um and then of course hint as well they were massively like impressive to me live and on record but like a band that really stood out live to me this year was a band called Fornoth. yeah they're from down south they were yeah. really impressive for me i just really enjoyed how they gripped me and it's not my sort of like music metal wise to listen to either, but just for their entire set, I was gripped. I couldn't stop watching it. Mm. Yeah. It's great man to hear, hear them getting a shout out as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Carl. Uh, Stranglewire, obviously like there's a reason they're in their second tour of the August. And what am I? Money isn't real. That EP was, Riddle, like that, they were the first band we seen after COVID. Who was, was that, Carl? Watermized. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, couldn't have been any better. Yeah, it is impressive what's out there at the moment. Let's hope that 2023 will will see more of of this coming our way, be it in a live format or a recorded format. I just want to maybe ask you. As a band in 2022, if you want to answer individually, what did Nomadus take from 2022 as a band? Like, did you learn anything new from it? Just with the release, the build up to the release or working with different people? I think, first of all, we learned that for the first time, it, it felt like this was this was the lineup. This is it, mm. you know, and uh, we just everything since smell to the masses you know for us it's, it's more about the live gigs you know the live live experience you know since the metal to the masses and then those those gigs running up to them getting a shout to bloodstock yeah and that that, that was the that was the eye open for us it was like right this is it now you know we're really getting a real fucking chance here yeah and uh, Bloodstock was just that experience that we needed, you know, as as a band. And then obviously releasing the album. This this was the year that we were waiting for, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, any anything else there, lads? Neil. Yeah, I think it was just getting a lot more live gigs under under our belts because when we when we started playing and. In 2019, that was the first three gigs, you know, we're done. It was mm-hmm. Metal Little Masters, that competition. So we only had three and then we were playing the final and and we didn't really, we didn't really have too much after that. Just, you know, 
obviously everything that went on and and then you know we were just we were lucky enough to be super busy with gigs you know most of the time I, th- I think in June was actually our busiest month um we played we played more or less every weekend in June I think we missed one weekend really yeah, yeah. And it was just really lucky, like how it worked out. We were getting a shout about some gigs, and then everyone was able to get the time off. And and like, we can't complain about the amount of the amount of live stuff that we got in twenty twenty two. To be fair, like, yeah. you know, that was there was a couple we had to turn down just because of you know <laughs> someone just just you know life gets in the way doesn't yeah, it so of course it does but i mean but, but we tried to pretty much take everything that was being thrown at us and you know for me that was really good for everybody especially with the the lineup that there is now you know you were just everyone was out just doing it at the same time experiencing it all for the same time yeah you know because yeah. really when you think about it before there was only i don't know what set seven eight gigs maybe with the the other guys so yeah last year with this lineup now basically overtaking you know that number so that was good for us yeah um yes it's fantastic what about brett and carl lads feelings on bloodstock i'll let you go first carl mate uh i feel like as a band once you've played somewhere like that Mm. everywhere you feel a bit more confident in yourselves it's like it was a really good thing to have. I think as a fan, they experienced that. We were definitely are better off for it. But seeing then a runs of a festival that size and playing it, it's just ridiculous. You know, we're all pinching ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Brett? Yeah, I mean, for me, seeing that I was the, the most recent member to join up, it's just like I feel happy where I am now. I feel like I'm here to stay you know with my other stuff that i was doing before like i didn't feel like it would go and stay on for years while with this it's just like i see it going for as long as i can see it going and uh it's elevated my playing live and you know in studio and uh i just love every second of it and then you know for the feeling that i got from the final of metal of the masses even though we didn't win it It just felt like it was, you know, the start of something that would progressively get better and better and stronger and stronger with every gig that we played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a a band live, and you're right, Freddie, that's where it's at really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think think like Brad was saying, since that uh, final, I think we we did get stronger with every gig. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what's about, you know. It's just, you know, like you're only as good as your last gig. Yeah, like Rex says, you know. Yeah, that's that's true, man. And there there's expectations now on you as a band, you know. And I suppose winning the Irish Metal Album of the Year as well. There's even more expectations on you. People will want to see you reproduce that form in the studio in a live context as well. That brings its own pressures and more gigs you play. And, you know, I mean, you probably are looking at further fields now, UK and other festivals, I presume, for next year. Well, we have have the tour coming up. Mm -hmm. 
it did in the in England in Wales, right. and that's the start of it. You know, that's gonna be our first time. You know, apart from Bloodstock, we went there to play one gig yeah. and come back, but this is gonna be night after night for the first time. You know, so this is gonna be a real test for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> you're still going to manage yourselves what about a booking agent or anything like that or be looked at that or are you still comfortable enough to manage so it's, uh, we are with James Loveday okay so James is looking- yeah so he, he, he got us the, the tour booked and uh, he's coming with us ah, you class. Know. that's great news yeah then uh, I but the, he booked it through Half Arts Music a guy called Phil mm-hmm. and he well, he knew, he knows him, so they were able to have that that uh, that book through through James and and Half Arts Music. You know, that's that's how it happened. And then we're going with uh, this band from from England, the Secrium. Okay. Yeah, their now, style is very very groovy as well. Okay. You've played now with Dog Tired as well. I see you're wearing the T-shirt there, Freddie. Yeah, it's just yeah. That was a great gig, I'm, was it? Blew me away. Fuck. <laughs> well, you haven't heard anybody till you heard Dog Tired. <laughs> <laughs> the Fuck good thing is, head. they're like incredibly down to earth, great yeah, lads as well, they're... you know? So it was, yeah. it just added to the experience. Yeah. And you know, like everybody always, you feel like everybody says that. They're like, oh, I met these guys and they're like, but really, <laughs> fucking hell, like the nicest guys and, Shit! If you never seen them or listened to them, do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Luke's a riff machine, like I, I, Man. I don't know how he plays those riffs like that, and he, he does vocals too. You know, yeah. uh, like they have the lead singer, but you know, playing those riffs and, and doing vocals as well <laughs> together. the guitar tone was just. Uh, me and Neil were just talking about it. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, no pedals, I believe, right? Yeah. No, no pedals. He said, "Yeah, all strip head and yeah. just really." Just a ref machine. Apparently, no pedals. Fuck. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm assuming he's a tuner. But fucking hell, yeah, it was. It was one of them guys. We were all sort of looking at each other after because. You know, you always wait for your own start time and you can't really go mental. Mm. And then as soon as you finish, you know, oh, well, maybe not for <laughs> Freddie and Carlos they're driving, but you can't yeah. wait to start drinking after. Yeah. Um, but it was just listening to them was like, you were so glad you weren't following them. Put it that way. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Hearing that from yeah, you, Yeah, you really get to, like, Freddie, you were right up. Like, you and Luke were... Yeah. Head to head at one point. And then he came down and it was like, fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, like. really, the, the, even the crack that they have live is just, yeah. you know, it is, they're, they're a great, great yeah. band. Like. I can't wait for uh, their new release. It's coming out next, well, it's this year now, 2023. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. yeah. You so were talking with them about that, yeah. Yeah, I'm hopefully go over to their release, whatever date they've set. Um, I'm, I'm going to shoot over there. I'm desperate to get over to Edinburgh to see any type yeah. of uh, metal bands over there, yeah. but like if you have Dog Third with an album release, you're guaranteed a fucking great night. Simple as that. Yeah. 
Wow, so we would love to, we would love to go to Scotland as well. You know, and we were talking with Luke and and the guys after, and and they were saying, you know, they were uh, to get that contact to yeah one day it would be possible for us to go there and even play with them. Yeah, I mean, know. look, that's that's the whole thing with this scene, lads. It's just building it up, establishing yeah. relationships with bands. I know this is an Irish metal podcast, but like I'll have UK bands on it as much mm-hmm. as I can because I know that these lads are coming back and forth to Ireland and, yeah. f- and like they're looking at Irish bands as well on the podcast and they're going this might suit us to have these lads there so it's it's not only a podcast it's like building relations yeah. with bands across the UK and here you know so I've got a, a guest coming on now this Friday and uh, it's Jim from Mastiff over oh, in, in the UK and all what a fucking band man and, and this yeah, is another they were a as well that's correct you're spot on yeah. yeah I met Jim at Damnation man they were the first band on Friday night man and they just laid waste to the crowd like it was just incredible to see and I just went out of my way to fucking meet him afterwards and I says man have you any interest in getting over to Ireland he goes ah I've been to Cork and I went oh fuck that's it. Well, that's you. <laughs> you're coming over and you're coming on the podcast. So, you know, but look, that's it. Like, I mean, this is key to, to this band exchange and to help yeah. the scene just get moving and getting over to the UK. And, and who knows then after that, you know, once you play a few UK gigs, you might get into Europe, you know, it's just building blocks, but it's, it's a slow process, you know, but it is. Yeah. And that's very, need to be patient as well yeah. uh, with, yeah. It's just like seeing like how Stranglewire and the Crawling have been doing it, especially like go. Stranglewire going and playing the States here in a few days, yeah. like five days or something like that. Just yeah. proves that a band from Belfast can go and make yes. waves anywhere. Yeah. If you're good enough, man. Yeah. Yeah. Crawling and Stranglewire is kind of the, the bands we look up to, you know, mm. in terms of uh, their playing. And their attitude towards what they want to do, you know. Yeah, they're pure, pure professional in every yeah. in every yeah. sense, yeah. you know. <clears throat> okay, so what I want to do now is we'll just do a review of the album, a track by track, if you don't mind. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just play uh, a, a segment. Like you don't know how hard it is to isolate one minute per song. I did my best, man. So the first song is Last Words of Wisdom. So I'll just play a bit of it first and then we'll talk about the ideas and maybe the formation of the song.
incredible opening track and I don't think there's a better track to open an album when you look at all of them there. It was the obvious one for you as well, yeah? Yeah. Like we had this we had these nine tracks and and then uh this one was the the obvious choice to open with. Mm. Despite the title being the last words of wisdom. <laughs> but I mean yeah. you know. <laughs> So I that was know. maybe the only issue at the time was uh, should it be just because of what it's called? <laughs> remember, yeah. remember one of the gigs? It was our second ever gig, you know, and <laughs> we we that was our uh, second song or something, right? And then that that I was uh, saying, you know, this is our next song, and I I kind of said this is our last song, last. Fucked up there. For me, that the solo that was just the standout part. How hard is that to replicate live? I, I enjoy playing that, mm. yeah. It's, as you can probably tell, that probably that inspiration from Gojira it's present there, you know. Yeah. That tapping, the tapping, you know, yeah. Just I just love that. And uh, I remember the idea behind that was right, uh, this is gonna. There's no more lyrics. I just want to get the epic sounding thing, you know, to finish the yeah. song. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not, not not that complicated, you know, like compared to to those virtuoso guitar players, you know, mm. it's, it's just mel- melodic. And I always look for the the melody rather than the the tech the technicality of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that song is how many years old? It's not that old. 2019, 18, probably. Okay. Yeah. The title, Last Words of Wisdom, in relation to the lyrics, from reality twisted like your misery, undeniable, you won't stand a chance, is... It's more or less the the general idea of, not advice, but kind of, don't bother me, I don't bother you, you know, like... Okay. Stay stay in your corner, stay in mine, Mm. Kind of like how I think things should be, you know. Okay. But it's, it's these lyrics, and it's nothing personal. It's it's more the way observations, observations and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Carl, when did you first encounter that song? Can you remember? I want to say no models. Um, two thousand nineteen. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was I was made for Friday before I seen them. And then uh, I sing on Malice a few times, and I used to listen to them in SoundCloud all the time. So I'm well familiar with Last Words of Wisdom and most of the songs. So being able to watch Freddie do those solos and practice and recording of the album, having been a fan of the band before, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, excellent stuff. Okay, we'll move on now to the next track, which is Apex Bresh. Was that the First single of Fred, was it? Yeah. Okay, I'll give this a listen then.
Uh, the riffing is incredible in nearly all of them, but that one particularly stands out. And Brett, maybe we'll just talk to you working with Josh in relation to drumming yeah. on this album. Was it fun? Yeah, I mean, it's massive that, you know, Josh is there to help, especially because he's a drummer as well. Mm. So like him and I were able to just bounce off ideas back and forth, back and forth. And then with other projects that I was working with, I knew Josh beforehand anyway. So we had already built like a, a strong relationship. So then there wasn't any, you know, awkward periods, but uh, this song is quite sentimental to me anyways, because this was the first song I'd ever listened to um, whenever I went to audition for um, the part as uh, the drummer. So um, I've always loved this song and I wanted to try and make it like better if you catch me, but, mm. but adding like my own sort of touch to it. Cause I had like the original 2019 version and then of course the demo of it as well. Mm. And um I was just speaking to the lads and I was saying, oh, what if I could do like a couple extra kicks to follow a riff just to give it a bit more of a punch or to do this fill into like the main ending riff or something like that. And it just seemed to work really well. And Josh was liking the idea as well. And recording the whole album with Josh was just an absolute belter of a time. I loved every second of it and I'd happily do it again. How long did it take you to lay down the drums, Brett? Good question. It was over a weekend, just over two days. But um, I think the first day was about a solid nine or ten hours. And the second day was, I think, about, yeah, I think it was the first day 12, mate. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Probably because, you know, there's the finishing line. Yeah, true. Well, one of the days was long. And then the second day, I think, was about, eight or nine hours so to say i was pooped at the end of that two days was uh an understatement (laughs) (laughs) brilliant neil um on rhythm guitar there man apex spread what's this mean to you like that that was quite an easy one Mm. to do even though it might it might sound mental but that that was one of uh the freddy's really early songs Mm -hmm. that's one of the oldest the songs that's on that that album so me and him had already been playing those riffs for a long time okay. and that's the good thing when by the time he gets down to riff staging it's like they're always like super fun to play mm. and like that you know that that bridge section there is just like the funnest yeah you know part to play it's you're just you're just living your childhood (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just like super fun to play you know especially the way it picks up there with brett's drumming as well man it's fucking yeah yeah you know fair fair play to him man you know he came in and i I didn't know it was apex it was auditioned on like wow yeah i can't can't even remember like it it seems like i I didn't know you came in on that that was what was the sorry man i think it was you know the first song we played together was yeah, and then you, I think you really like the normally. Seven. Normally, I think we would we normally used to start it like slightly easier, like <laughs> you know, because I remember by the time we were recording that for the second time with Josh, you know, it was obviously we recorded with Brett, you know, for the album, but from the 2019 version, mm. and even he had forgotten about when it comes up to that bread section. 
Yeah. Like what a pain in the arse it is as a producer to because there's like three, different, goes, like, double. three yes. different demos going. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, fair play, yeah. yeah class. So that wasn't an easy one to come in on, but th- that's the kind of, you know, th- that's what we were after. Yeah. You know, as, as soon as somebody like that's able to play that straight away, it's like, yeah. man, you're in. Yeah, 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 exactly, man. You know. Okay. No, no decisions after that. Cool. Okay. It's track three, Fraction. brutality of the riffs and then free to seamlessly move into kind of a melodic piece like that it's such a breath of fresh air and there's just loads of examples right through the album it's definitely to me so well thought out of probably rehearsing so many times as well like maybe take for example fraction how did that form freddy uh that was actually during uh during lockdown okay just you know getting something different again you know trying to get uh riffs together and uh, something a bit, bit groovier mm-hmm. you know like, and uh, <laughs> shorter song as well <laughs> what's Raymond? shorter song they're shorter <laughs> song shorter <laughs> song too yeah. <laughs> and to write the uh, you know just riff after riff after riff and like it's like I don't want to descend this you know now <laughs> so but this one was it just seemed at the right time and that melodic piece there, like it's almost like Tin Lizzy or something like it's just. Yeah, it's because there's a, so I use a harmonizer pedal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, on the on record, I, I recorded two, two different or three, even three different uh, layers of, of guitars <laughs> on that solo. Yeah. So one is doing, uh, yeah, low, and then one is doing the higher bit. It's, it's not an octave, it's like a fifth. Mm. Yeah, so it's, that's why it sounds a little... I, I know what you mean about the Thin Lizzy thing, the dual guitar yeah. on, on a soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just groovier, and uh, just we wanted something like, like shorter than, say, Passage or Pounding Curse, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl... Uh, Playing a song like Fraction, which changes a lot, I suppose. 
do you think fans enjoy that kind of music that fans would like seeing bands maybe just do a bit of diversity in the middle of a song catch people off guard yeah like well that, that's what we're into you know we're all in the uh, a big variety of bands so you know the first time we played fraction was the final and then the reaction we got from it was like this feels good and i don't think it's ever been dropped off the set list since interesting <laughs> yeah 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 Neil, any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, no, it's the same like what Carl's saying. It was the first time playing it live was, I think the feeling everyone got off that was straight away was like, this cannot be dropped. You know, this actually, and uh, although it is quite different from whatever else is going on on the, on the album, it still, it still has the same similar elements. Mm-hmm. But I can see how people would think that that, that one's kind of sticks out as slightly. That it was surprising when even we had the demo for it, because usually when Freddie puts a demo through to your email, it's like two gig. <laughs> and then this one's like, you know, eight megabyte. And you're like, did he forget something here? <laughs> so everyone was like, oh, wow, this is like four minutes. I was like, awesome. But it's it. No song is ever out to be the longest or the... Mm. It's just whatever works out. And this was one of those ones where just those shorter riffs really worked for that. Like, it was it was just one of those ones we had that was like, yeah, this is actually... Like, we, we can't even drop this from sets because it's it's a good wee sort of breaker yeah. in between some of yes. the things. Yes. Yeah. No. The lyrics on that, Freddie Fraction? Yeah, this is one of the... Like, Fraction means... You know, to me, yeah. when I, I was like, right, we are a fraction of dust, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's I think about stuff like that a lot, you know. And I love, I love science and the and the universe and all that shit. And okay, uh, I just just wanted to, I don't know, just write something about about that, you know, that philosophy of. I know it's been written a lot, you know, people think about that a lot but you know for me it's, it's you know what what are we doing here you know why people yeah why do people go through so much shit you know if we're gonna have just a period of life here anyway yeah <laughs> you know cool uh, it's we are a fraction in the middle of all this timeline yeah. okay well explained instrumental tracks like Hadian are cleverly placed on the album to avoid any chance of monotony or malaise to sit in keeping everything fresh and diverse it also acts as a perfect intro to the ultimate fuse. That's what Pat said about it on the review. Um, it's hard, spot on. hard to disagree with that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's exactly it, man. You know, this was a we we jam. You know that that we had, and it's like you know, let's record this, and that 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 flows into ultimate fuse. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we thought after 15 minutes. Because we wanted to put the ultimate, you know, after, so yes. that clearly has to go before. So uh, it's it's a good introduction to it, and yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, I'm gonna play the ultimate fuse next.
So talk to me about the ending of that. Carl, what bass did you use throughout the whole recording, first of all, and maybe we'll just talk about then the song itself. Yeah, I used um, David Elson, even yeah. though he's sort of shunned a bit at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I used his signatures and CMGs and the, the dark glass bass pedal I use really makes the bass stick out. But when I first heard that song live, that bass part stuck out to me. I, I just couldn't take my meters away from it. So that's uh, a cool part to play. Like, yeah. Why did it end the way it did, lads? Just just to give the, the next song paradox. Okay. It's kind of the like a continuation, but mm-hmm. then it goes totally opposite of that that rhythm, you know, the tempo. Yeah. Completely different. Like one is slow and one is as fast. The other one is fast, you know. <laughs> and the order of the songs, Fred, because you had a plan, obviously, with pacing it uh, and flow. Ultimate Views was actually the first song that me and Neil, you know, actually, well, the first song that I, I personally got together mm. and then that was uh that was the my the first song i put together and then uh used to end just with the bass doing those notes without the guitars mm-hmm. and then we decided to put the guitars and then paradox came after that so it worked out really well okay to we to to in, in, introduce that into the next song but yeah do you remember that was the, the first one we did after after doing you know, All Comes Back and Hollow Man and all that? Oh, nobody's talking about them. No, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was different at the start. Like how that finished was always with the bass outro. And then just a few times when we're, when we're practicing it, we just thought, could there be like that? just two guitars doing something, harmonizing at the end yeah. maybe. And then we tried it live. I can't remember the whatever we tried it live. And then it felt like that should stick. It, it should be recorded there. Yeah. You know, and then with that, you know, it brings it up. And uh, the idea for the album was always, you know, we're all from that kind of, you know, you sat down to an album you started it and you finished it how it was, you know, you weren't doing 30 seconds skipping, like, you know, yeah, so so it grabs it, more your attention when you listen to it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. Just song after song is that there's a structure yeah. to it, but it's not at all a concept album, you know? Yeah. 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 We're not telling you how to listen to it, but it is makes more sense if you listen to it start to finish so. oh yeah absolutely yeah you feels right smelling, smelling the book and reading the lyrics and the ultimate fuse freddy is it kind of more about religion or ultimate fuse is more uh it's more you know i don't want to say it's political because right. i don't really write about politics at all you know but uh it's more, in my view, ultimate fuse is the planet, you know, and planet Earth, and that's it. You know, mother, mother nature is the ultimate fuse, and time won't seize your place, but I will. It's like the like I talk as the first person there, but it's referring to mother nature, 
kind of cool okay paradox is next yeah love this fucking riff again and <laughs> What is that like playing live? Nightmare. <laughs> okay. You have to be careful yeah. where you place it in the set list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why so? You know, it just takes a bit of warming up to. If okay. you're going to start with that, you know, it's... You're... you're fucking asking for it you know <laughs> we start with that we fucked up like <laughs> if we up. start with that that's it that's the gig done <laughs> yes. <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Brett from yeah. your point of view oh well I mean this and Point and Curse are one of the last two songs that you know I said that the lads write playing this live is gonna be like interesting to say mm. the least but it i just needed a bit more time to like fully get it right if you catch me like yeah. um there was there's so many details in yes. that song that need the time to be worked on and it deserves that time as well you know like i didn't want to just be playing that straight off the bat and you know ballsing it up and making us look like dicks yeah. so i was sitting with the boys and i was just like right let's sit and work on this and point and curse like crazy and make sure we get it you know right every time 100 before we even consider putting it on a set list and yeah. <laughs> um i believe we've done that now and uh we're gonna just continue doing that Man, you know yeah you're dead right like you're you know it deserves to be fucking spot on like because i mean yeah yes yeah. so i ask is that there is so much change in it freddie what were your influences coming into this song like had you anything in particular in mind with uh, certain bands there's some obvious ones in the previous ones which is fair enough but i don't want even my name but just for this one alone i was just intrigued wanted to do this again as a as a short song you yeah. know to this infraction they kind of it was during lockdown this came on and the and also yeah I wanted to do this like like a thrash one like the fastest one yep I knew it was gonna be like uh, endurance test for us to because mm. see that first half of it mm. it's it's constantly that the right hand never stops yeah you know and uh, which was perfect after lockdown yeah <laughs> 
but yeah. that, was, but that, that, that song in particular was actually has like the oldest riff. Was yes, yeah, that, from, that, like, probably 2016, even. What? Or, you know, the, yeah, it was, it was probably when it goes slower, when it goes slower, yeah, that part that, that was the that was the oldest riff, Jesus. And the, because it's one one song that we thought like I uh, was called Astral, Astral Eerie. That was the name <laughs> of the demo. <laughs> that was another another weird name, you know. And, so and what the, made you pick out that particular riff and put it into just yeah, paradise? A, a sudden change again, and we just okay. felt what about what about that riff, you know? And uh, tried it. So at first it was gonna be the same tempo. Of the the whole thrash thing, yeah, you know, because I said the demo like that. And then actually, it's you Neil that said, you know, "What I think it should be like slower." That's because I just got sick of playing at the same speed. It was like, <laughs> like it should just... be slower. So it's like, all right, let's do it slower, like it was originally. And yeah, that's Jesus. Yeah, it worked, great. man. But like guitar wise, you know, like, um, we're all big fans of crowbar yeah. so that's you know you always yeah. get that that right those kind of the vibes and you're always like why can't we just maybe slow something down like that? but it has to work at the same time mm-hmm. but that was a particular riff that worked when it was slowed like you could still play at that same speed and it would be fine but it just it added like of course yes yeah. something slightly different to yeah. that song you know Give it a give it a bit of depth, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have so. to try and at least keep it slightly interesting for people's ears, you know. Man, you did it in every sometimes, you know, like it needs to the songs need to please. That's why the album know. is so good. It just belies the fact that like it's your first proper album release. Incredible stuff. Pounding course, this is another difficult one for you, is it? This is one that we always played live, you know, the old lineup yeah we we are the first gig we ever played we we used to finish with this one okay but okay. uh yeah it's, it's a it's strange strange one now for me but now we because we haven't played with uh carl and brett on a live gig situation yet right but we did practice live and it, and it no feels problem. better it feels it feels like Okay, I get this now, you know, because it's one of one of the first first ones too, and uh, it's like crazy. I was I always try to put something different together, you know, like every song had to be different and had this different structure. Like this has, when it comes to the the chorus, it goes three times instead of two or four. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the uh, and then it comes back again later, and then there's a, a clean machine head. Uh, yes, there is actually, in, yeah. and then and then goes uh, groovy and heavy again. Yeah, you mean it's it's quite obvious you you can't be up on stage shit faced expecting to do this and get away with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll give it a listen here. It's pounding course. Take a step to 
class again, lads. Um, brilliant, brilliant song. Back over to you, Brett. Your opinion on this one? This is the like the ultimate endurance test for <laughs> me as a drummer. Like going back to about a year and a half ago now, since or before I joined the band, like whenever I first heard this demo, I was like, holy shit. This is like the like the epic that I want to get right from the get-go. But mm. like whenever I first heard the demo and I knew my own ability, I was like, not yet, not yeah. yet at all. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, I dedicated a lot of time to constantly just getting better and practicing the living shit out of it to the point mm. now where I fucking hate the song. <laughs> um, but like it's now <laughs> I love it now at the same time because I know yeah. I can play it properly. Yeah. Um I don't know, it's just it's just such a good song. It just it sort of encapsulates everything about mm. our music yeah. and puts it into one song. It's got the groove, it's got the speed, it's just got the raw emotion and the lyrics as well. It's just got everything that you yeah. kind of want. This would be the song or you know, at the course of the passage, it would be one of those two that would sort of, if somebody asked, you know, what song would be, you know, the, the song to listen to from us, it would be one of those two songs for sure. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, Carol, would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I think we haven't played it live yet, this lineup. So I think once we do, it's just going to be another fraction. Very hard to take off the set list. And, it's such a good ending and like the, the vocal delivery you can really hear hear coming from Freddie in yeah. a lot of those lyrics and it's a standout moment in the song like mm. yeah absolutely um, that song in particular yeah Freddie that vocal performance is uh, it's really emotional as well you might just talk to us like stood on a rusty nail I can't be myself there it's so Cedric J left all the grievances in me it's like um, it's, it's each verse right mm. uh, when Screening this each verse had a, a, a like a, a feeling of like a bad feeling. They mm. one was uh, resentment, uh, guilt, anger, all those feelings, and then kind of pounding curse <clears throat> was the like the this pounding curse. Like when people think uh, uh, I have all this shit happening to me. But at the same time, is from from choices, bad choices that people do, and like ask for pettiness, and it's like you know what, like just deal with it, yeah. Because you brought it up to you, like you know, like it's that kind of kind of feeling. Do you I leave did. the recording of your vocals till last? Yeah, we did the no, the drums was the last because Brett was. Yeah, it was. You're right. Learning, but uh, but usually yeah, the the vocals is after everything. Mm. For a song like that, are you vocally just following the rhythm of the music? Do you find that easier, or have you looked at other uh, other ways of doing yeah, vocals? Like you know, I, I play at the same time, so mm-hmm. and I'm playing more lead parts. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I try I try not to follow my parts and and try to follow more the rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, is what whatever it feels right. So it, it's a lot of a lot of um, go through a lot of options of what the vocal delivery could be, mm. and it's whatever it feels 
it feels right because i always write the music first and yeah. then the lyrics after yeah. Yeah. sometimes it's it's it backfires because i like right how am i gonna do this and i have to do the song justice and it's not gonna work this way the way i'm comfortable with so uh, i just have to practice and practice and practice. do you do any coaching with him neil a lot uh, i mean the only thing i would say is sometimes when he's doing vocals and he's he's maybe thinking he's not doing a great job it's like can we just put that guitar around your neck <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I just give him a pick and don't plug it in, and then it's boom. It just comes out. You know, it's like I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even if he doesn't have the guitar, there's times you'll see him doing the doing the vocals, and he's just our guitar. Yeah, yeah. That's always when the best ones are. You know, so. automatic. You know. Classic. <laughs> Fucking yeah, yeah, it's like it. whenever Freddie was doing vocals in the studio, it was it reminded me of whenever James Hatfield was performing live at that Queen show. Uh, uh, oh, for, yeah. for Freddie Mercury without his guitar. He was still standing <laughs> like he was playing his guitar, like bent like knees, arms. hunched over, and I was like, mm, Freddie was like that in the studio. <laughs> it just didn't look right seeing Freddie without a guitar around him. While he was doing his vocals, yeah, class, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scent of death. This was. Was this the second single? Was it? Second. Second. Second yeah. one. Okay. Okay. We'll give this a spin. you sent that one to me Freddie. i was just going holy shit this is just as class like how old is that song and what are your memories of of working with it was there was it a difficult song to put it together i, I think this one was pretty that's you know, quite old right yeah it's like apex yeah. and ultimate fuse was yeah. ultimate fuse this one and apex breath that was the first three yeah and then we actually because that was a time we were looking for vocalists and everything. And, you know, before I decided to do that, um, and we even were practicing these songs with, with people who showed up to really. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and with drummers as well. I remember the, the, the verse bit, you know, you know, Brett is like, it's like a five, five count 
and then there, it goes back. But there was a lot of we had a few drummers that showed up. It was like they couldn't get that part. Like like it was a struggle, and I never understood. You know, it's not that complicated, but it has that bit of progressiveness, progressiveness there. And I would say I think it's cool. And then the, yeah, but it's pretty. You know, that chorus pretty Iron Maiden. Yes. It's one of my biggest influences as well. Uh, Were you using program drums originally for those tracks, Fred? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Okay. Just to figure out. Yeah. When you got it then, Brett, what instructions had you in relation to playing playing it? Or- so, like, in relation to playing the whole discography, it was more like use the program drums as, like, a, a baseline for okay. for the songs. But if you want to add anything, you know, try it out with us and see if it works. And mm. then... You know, if it doesn't work, we scrap it, you know, and if it does work, we keep it and it'll elevate the song so much more. And I believe that for quite a lot of the songs, we did do that process and we've come up with, you know, a more well-rounded and more polished sound from the drums aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I like to just sit with Freddie especially and just go over you know, not hit by hit, but like more section by section going, could we do this? Could we do that? Let's try, you know, adding an extra little, you know, kick pattern in here or even scrapping the original okay. piece of drumming out of there. But ultimately, I'm I'm happy enough with how it sounded now, 100%, and yeah. the formula works. Mm. Uh, it's a lot like uh, uh, we, we try focus a lot on, on the details you know a lot of even a, a china instead of a crash or a ride instead of the hi-hat you know when we, like every section counts we, we try not to do as many fillers yeah or now in our years you know in, in my years as well i any fillers that i feel like it's just wasting time you know like just let's not do it yeah and i'm not a fan of like copy paste and stuff either yeah whenever it comes to recording stuff like i want someone to go oh yeah this part of the song when it was totally different to the others really stood out because you know one instrument did one thing or the drums did this thing or the cymbal sounded different that's what i'm ultimately aiming for whenever it comes to my drumming this is especially like i want somebody to go oh yeah that part was fucking awesome and it stood out to me massively yeah um carl as a member of the rhythm section there how do you feel about the progression of the band from when you first joined to now uh, it's just solid like the the time we didn't have breath i felt like we're never going to get a drummer and then i can't even remember now what it was like when we didn't have breath because it's just been <laughs> just been a unit and it's just keep going forward and forward like we've played like 13 14 gigs since march yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Like, but it's probably the most enjoyable song for me. Sent to death. Like, mm. there's times I feel like I'm in chaos. Maybe it might be a split second. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think you summed it up there by saying unit. Yeah, it's fucking spot on, man. And I think just the way the songs are are wrote, as you said yourself, Freddie, like that. 
you're not playing fillers for the fucking sake of it, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's just like, there's so many brilliant sections you can take out of each song and just point them out as saying, yeah, there's that's you backing up your point there all day long. I think that's why there's a lot of riffs too, you know, after yeah. after a bit, you know, and it's, it's hard to judge sometimes, man, because you think you like this, you know, it's a nice riff to keep going, but at the same time, it could be a filler as well. And if you have that feeling, you need to move on. Mm. Yeah. You know, if it feels like a filler, uh, it, it's hard to judge, but the, yeah, I think we we did a good job on it. Yeah. On, on, on yeah. the structure. Yeah, oh, definitely. And would you say Josh had much of an input in relation to that or was he just a handy sounding board more so? Just Josh to... was more on the, on the sound end of things. Yeah. And it, it did help me a lot with my vocal delivery. Okay. I, I always I always like to ask his opinion too, you know. Like okay. when in regards to riffs, I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then I also I always hear what people have to say as well, like uh regarding opinions or you should maybe this or that, you know, and I I try it if 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 it feels right, yeah, let's go for it. But the, if not, I'll just go with, with the original idea that because that what's feel right. Yeah. And regarding vocals, because I'm see regarding vocals, I was always really uh, not confident, mm-hmm. and you know, when not, I always think like I'm not doing a good job, you know. But it's just I I want to be, you know, deliver that the per- perfect, you know. Yeah. And it's it's hard on the vocals for me, but uh, Josh always, I always ask him, like, like, does that sound good? Did that yeah. is that in tune? And he always he was always honest, you know, yeah. like try this, try that. Yeah, and I did. Uh, but that, yeah, that's it's good to hear that, man. You know, because I mean, ultimately you have to go with your own instinct. But if you've got someone like Josh in the studio there that you can, yeah, just trust him. And and he'll give you the feedback that you have to be open that to... you might not necessarily want to hear, but he'll say it, and that's yeah. just worth this weight in gold. It's, it worked for me as well. Like I was always asking him, "Oh, how did that sound? Um, you know, should could I hit a or could I have hit that harder or could I have accented more?" And he would always be honest, saying, "No, that sounded shit. Do it again." Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, just work on uh, keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. sort of a thing but mm. it was always honest and that's how I wanted to be I'd rather somebody tell me all oh, my take was utter shit yeah. than just say oh yeah it was great and move on and it was actually shit <laughs> I was there too <laughs> telling you that yeah, so having Freddie and and Josh in there was like what I wanted as much as I got a little frustrated by R11 uh, on yeah. I think it was the first day um, everything just went really smoothly at the same time right i feel that you're a better person for it <laughs> <laughs> freddie, freddie was worse to have though than josh well, i'd say so i'd say so he's my drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> I get but you know it's all all about how it comes out at the end you know, oh, yeah. Brett, just buy him a few points of, of the black stuff. He'd be, he'd be yeah, happy. that'll keep him happy. <laughs> that'll keep him happy then. Okay. Thank you. If you can't get it resolved, get him a few beers. He'll, he'll, he'll come around. This was the the way it had to come out, you know, and yeah, of course. have it for less. 
Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said to me, what was my favorite track of the album when I contacted you, Freddie? And you correctly guessed that it would be this one, uh, the passage. I think I, I gave you a bit of abuse because you, you got it okay. fucking straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Neil? I was, I was just surprised he guessed that straight away. That's really strange. Well, I don't know how he got it either. I'm not surprised at the same time. Yeah, Jesus. Know. Okay. Anyway, uh, it still is. So we'll play it here. Passage. That's awesome. fucking dangerous to drive to actually it should come with a warning lads <laughs> I know how many times I've been caught in traffic headbanged to this like fucking hell <laughs> so talk to me about it it's I think this is in my opinion where Nomadis are heading there's just so much diversity and savage riffs amazing solos every one of you in this song all your parts are just fucking amazing right through it maybe just talk to me about how the passage came about first of all as an idea did it come up as a few riffs or yeah the passage was one of those songs that uh, had to be epic you know like, it's, it's a lot of riffs I think it's like 11 10 12 riffs and uh, I just wanted to deliver that epicness of you know uh, you know of, of having that that kind of structure of you know that the, the goes in the verse and then chorus bridge and then and then goes slow as an epic solo goes back to the beginning again yeah but, but there's a lot of elements going on you know in, in the bass and the guitars and the in the drums uh, uh, that like we small thing like we're saying the, the details that that we put in that are in that in that song if you had to say 
uh, you know, what may sound in one song, that would be this song. Mm. Uh, that, that this is the one that, that I would describe as yeah. uh, a lot, a, a bit of everything. Yeah. Can you add to that, Neil? Yeah, no, I would agree on that. Like, if you had to basically sum up, you know, what we're sort of about, that would be in that. If you had to pick one track from that album, it would definitely be that one. Mm. Which is actually strange because when that demo was actually brought at the start, I, it was my least favorite from everything. And it's oh. my favorite track now. And the first time we actually played it was down at Siege when we seen you the first yeah. time. Fucking so that hell. was the first time that we played that live when we were shiting ourselves about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because there's there's so many things going on in that and you know you can you can do what you can in the practice room, you know, but by the time you actually get down into that setup, you know, mm. thirty five other fucking bands playing and yeah. <laughs> mental all day and you're trying not to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you know, and you're... now, now that's like that's like another one of them songs where it's it's hard to drop it. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's for it's me that, one. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's for a me that, that thumbs up everything. You know, drum wise, like you're saying, you know, drum, bass, guitar, everything on that is kind of like. Uh, I don't know if you would say necessarily it's the best of what we can do, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's very much like sums up everything that we can do well. Yeah, you know what the you know and and one track, you know, if you had to put everything together, yeah, you know that that is definitely like what the one that I would pick from that album. How hard is it not to be released as a single? The reason it wasn't really released as a single is because first it was uh, seven and a half minutes as well. Yeah. And and not that we care about that too much, but, uh, you know, we just thought uh, a hidden track on the the other finisher, you know, like it doesn't have to be a single. Yeah. And we want people to discover this on its own as well. Yeah. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that sums it up. Um, Carl, over to you. Um, this song, playing it live. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones, especially when there's a big crowd at, at a gig. You really feel the crowd, like at certain point, parts of the song, especially towards the end. Yeah, you just you just feel it come up from the crowd, and it's just it's so good. You know, every all of us collectively are just on it. Like that's that's fucking that show. You know, we we all we end with a lot of the time. So it's uh, mm. yeah, good to good to feel like crowd interaction as well. You know, yeah, want to be sentiment as possible in, in a way. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's great to have that finishing up. I said like it's a feel good, it's a feel good song. You know, mm. even though the lyrics are quite dark too. Yeah, but it's, it's a up, uplift. So it's it's it's, it's directly uh, regarding mental health and uh, depression. You know, when when it's like a like an uplift to mm. get out of that. You know, kind of like Donna Darkness, Silent Dusk feeling to it. Yeah, regarding lyrics, but this one is is yeah. You can you can tell more that it's about that yeah. of this song. 
yeah, you said turned away from the tide. I got no choice searching for water in this desert of pain. Yeah, like the searching for water in this desert pain is is probably the thing that gives uh, more away of yeah. what the song's about. Yeah. Like that's the last track of the album. Like it was just when I got it in my hand, the CD, I was just going, oh my God, this is fantastic. And to know ye and when we met in the siege and everything like that. And I know your struggles right through the years with band members, like to fucking hear that on my stereo. It was just like a tear nearly formed in the corner of my eye. Uh, just so fucking delighted for you. It was the album that I hoped you would produce and you did it. And it's, it's incredible. And let that be a building block to what whatever you you do in the future like i certainly hope 2023 um will carry this momentum on and um i look forward to helping you in any way i can as well with promotions or whatever whatever you need you know from my side of things so well done lads i've been you've been a, a massive help for us as well yeah. not just for us but the whole scene in ireland and over here you know and then, like if it wasn't for you and, and for people yeah. like you as well, like it would be hard for us to get out, out out there and you know to reach people as well, you know. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, man. Like guys like you, guys like James, guys like all those guys, man, all you guys, everything that you just do for the local singers like is is massive for everybody. All this is a domino effect on everybody. You know, mm. so it's just yeah. For we're it, here it, to help. It, that's that's it. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's great what you all do. You know, like it's it's very much appreciated. We we all watch the Metal Cell podcast. We all listen. Like, we're big fans of metal. We're even bigger fans of the metal scene. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's a community. Like, and as much as we need the bands, we need guys like yourself. Yeah, but it's it's a fantastic scene that we're involved in. Bands, promoters. They do a lot up here as well. And yeah. like it wouldn't get the coverage, you know, as well. Like if you guys weren't doing what you were doing. Mm. So it's, it's a massive help. It is. It's this big community of us and we're, we're all yeah, in, yeah. It, in it for each other. And that's, yeah. that's the main it's thing. Nice. And, you know, for you to produce an album like you did, and it's an honor for me to give it to you because, I mean, as I said, the competition was so hard this year uh, to make a choice. Brilliant album. And, you know, again, congratulations. So what you have, what you have next year, you've got a few gigs lined up. Um, you have also an album launch on the 4th of February, which unless it's a fucking nuclear disaster down Cork, I will be at, <laughs> you know, up the front, hopefully, please, God. Make sure Tammy's gone. Yeah, yes. we'll, 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 we'll kidnap Timmy. <laughs> if he is woke, we'll kidnap him. We'll get him up there. Uh, and watching this TV, you have to come. No excuse. Just everyone from Cork, come on up. Uh, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's, that's uh, I like, yeah. I like, I like the way Brett, I like the way Brett thinks there, man. Yeah. Yeah. In voodoo as well. Fuck's sake, you can't get a better venue for a gig launch. Yeah. You really can't. Continuous like, Void and the Wordomized. Yeah, great yep. sports as well there. Yeah, I haven't seen fun. any of those two bands live yet, so that's another plus for me. Yeah. yeah if you like, don't like us, you'll definitely like them too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Voodoo is one of those venues where intimacy is incredibly good. Like yeah. the amount of bands that I've been like right up in front of, mm. 
you know, small or big, the intimacy is always incredible. And, and that's the what sound I look is for. always great, lads, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, Andy, yeah. that's why we had to actually wait a wee bit longer to try and get that spot. You know, yeah. we wanted to try and get it, obviously, as close to the launch uh, when we were releasing the album, sorry, mm. at the time. But then that was the next available. But we definitely weren't going to go anywhere except Voodoo. Yeah, brilliant. You know, Andy's the man. Like... I just want to give a shout out also to um, the artwork, yeah. Miss Anthropic uh, Art. Yeah. yeah. How did you come across them? He did our first our first shirt. Oh, the one you got, okay. you yeah. got as well. And we just kept working with him. He actually designed that shirt. Uh, he had that design and then we bought it. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to do that, the album cover too. Ah, okay. But uh, he's, he's brilliant. He works with so many big artists too you know mm-hmm. it's it's underground metal you know he really sticks to his his values and as an artist you know he only works with bands that he wants to work with if yeah. he doesn't like the band he doesn't want he doesn't work with them okay yeah. that's as uh, simple as that and he's, he's brilliant like i really like to he's his, his work and the album came out of course then through James Love Days record label. James approached us uh, regarding joining joining the label. Right. When we're releasing the album through him and and it's been a big been a good help to us. Yeah. And uh, and getting us the tour and, and all that. It know, just like, made sense then to, to go with the with Yeah, James yeah. And he's, he's the biggest promoter over here. Yeah. No, it's pretty much every gig you go to for the most part games are yeah, so. yeah yeah social project is uh pretty much every gig yeah yeah i know it's fantastic and um i wish him luck with the record label yeah i really hope that he, you know he's a great guy as well mm. and since i since i moved here and started going he was putting all the gigs you know i saw overkill Exodus, uh, you know all these big bands, and then it was always him at the door, and yeah. and then when we started, you know the Nomadas, we were like, I always said, I hope I meet that, <laughs> I meet that guy, and really, you know, so, yeah. but it was always, I always felt like it was really hard to get into that, you know, yeah, and you meet him, and he's the nicest guy as well, you know, yeah, oh, Jesus, yeah, a gent, a gent. Okay, lads, so that's it. Listen, thanks a million for coming on the show. Freddie, Neil, Carl and Brett. Um, I'll see you on February the 4th yes. for the album launch with uh, Insidious Void and Wardemized. And again, congratulations on an album of the year. Well done. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. And crucially, support your local medicine. Damn fucking right.